welcome to the Wadley Arrow Podcast, featuring your favorite host. Beautiful and lovely, talented. Justin Horn. World famous, yeah. World famous? And Jimmy Neese. I said, honey, I think I got a tick in my butt crack. I'm like a 16-year-old girl who just turned 16. You can have me like I'm some crackhead. Oh, I looked at him like a, he was a 16-year-old girl that, that just, turned just turned 16. <laughs> Spread his butt cheeks for some reason. Yeah, I, I like to do that when I'm nervous. And we're live. We're live. We're live again. Kind of. After missing kind, a week. Kind of, we're live now, but we won't be live when you hear this. That's right. Yeah. Through so the magic. We're, we're not live. We're semi-live? I don't know. Your mouth's moving. <clears> My mouth is moving. <laughs> you and I are live right We're now. We're live right now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. To ourselves, nobody's in here. It's freaking late. It is late. <clears throat> so let's get our sponsors. I'm uh, going to start with Nice Archery in Marshall, Illinois. Family-friendly pro shop. Quality, integrity, commitment to the customer. Stop by, get your bow tuned up and ready. If you've got any little heebie-jeebies in your shop process... Jimmy can help you get, uh, that's pretty bad talking to the third person. Oh, yeah, you're, talk- uh, you're not that famous yet. <laughs> no. I can help you <clears throat> with your shop process, stuff like that. Uh, level three. Level three. Level trace. Level trace. If your uh, bow's not shooting quite right, something's not right, come and see me. We can, uh, we can take a look and get it set up, make it as forgivable as possible, so you can kill that buck of a lifetime this fall. That's right. Don't leave it up to your uh, to your gear. If you're if you want any mistakes, you make sure it's you, yep. not your gear. So uh, get your stuff done right, and it's getting pretty close to deer season everywhere. So yep. uh, get everything get everything perfect. Get your bow perfect the way you like it. Even if it's not the way you like it, get make sure that bow is not at fault. Make sure if there's yep. anything wrong with you. Yep, let's take care of the mechanical issues now. That way you don't miss the opportunity at a at an animal. Second sponsor, Osage Creek Archers. Family-friendly 3D course here in Marshall, Illinois. Got to shoot tomorrow. Tomorrow and Sunday. Even though this won't get, nobody will listen to this until tomorrow. Nope, but the <laughs> important thing is, next weekend on August 26th, we've got a benefit shoot. That's right. The Quayton Quayton. Quayton. Creighton Quinn. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Creighton Hunter Quinn Foundation. Right? That's right. Yeah. They're uh, Joe and his wife are really good people and they lost their son a few years back. And uh it was, you know, it was pretty it was, it was really rough, you know, because he played football with all the kids and basketball. He, basketball. he was big into all sports. Yeah, he was wasn't big he? into everything. He's big in shoot he liked shooting and he liked, you know, hunting. He liked all that good stuff and it was just a tragic car accident, and uh, and yeah, they're doing a wonderful thing by you know they do college scholarships and stuff like that with the money they raise and I think um, toys for kids at Christmas, yeah, underprivileged kids. <clears throat> they've done they've done bought all sporting stuff equipment for teams that couldn't afford it, and needed sporting equipment and stuff like that. That's so right. It's a really good deal. Um, <clears throat> Joe's one of our friends. We love Justin and I both giggle like teenage girls when we get to tease him about his oh yeah we we tease him all the time but we we are busting his nuts daily if if the opportunity presents itself we're (laughs) on him but uh all when when the kiddings aside joe's a great guy stephanie's good uh mavery uh creighton mom she does things as well um with her deal so 
it's a good family. August 26th, they're going to have a benefit shoot out here. If it goes anything at all, like the benefit that dinners that they used to do, they're going to have good food. They're going to have, um, prizes, raffles. I'm sure I know they're giving away a victory, uh, an elite victory 37 bow that Spencer Hudson donated. Really? Yep. That's cool. Yeah. So that's be a great bow to win. Um, so yeah, come out and shoot. I don't know what they're going to charge exactly to get in and shoot, but it will be the big loop lookout mountain. So it'll be, you know, should be a good time. And it's all, it all goes to a very good cause. Yep. It really does. They don't take anything. They make sure it goes to a really good cause. I mean, it's just, it's just awesome the way they do it. Yeah. And, and just so you know, I'm not tooting my own horn, but just to let you know, um, I'm not charging Joe and Stephanie anything. So as far as I know, a hundred percent of your proceeds to get in the shoot are going to the foundation. Right. Plus the raffles and everything. Yeah. And it's all donated stuff. Everybody so bring plenty of cash yes. or your checkbook. It's a good cause and you could walk away with some probably pretty cool stuff. I'm guessing you walk away with that elite. Doesn't matter how much you spent. You walked away <laughs> ahead. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> for sure. For sure. Spencer's a good guy. Oh yeah. That's, a, that's really cool. I didn't know that. That's yeah. a really, that's a really good donation. Yeah, Spencer's a good guy. Okay, next up, MidwestFishing.org. Nick who, Scott and Chris who Biddle. Who that is? Who that is? Nick Scott and Chris Biddle. They are master bass fishermen. Mm. Well, Nick is. Yeah, Chris is just like the... Dude. Chris is the he, marketing guy. Yeah, he's... He's the mooch. He's the, the leech. That's right. <laughs> no, Chris is a good kid, too. But uh, They've got a blog going. You can find them at MidwestFishing.org. You can check them out on Facebook. In fact, I wish I would have pulled it up on my phone. I'm so amateurish. They've got a tournament coming up in September. They sure do. And so what they're doing is they're trying to spread the knowledge if you need to know anything about bass fishing at all. Um, they're writing blogs. They're giving advice on um, tactics, techniques, equipment, um, all kinds of stuff. Everything. And they're very, very knowledgeable about bass fishing. And they're, they're trying to teach you from start to finish. If you are just getting started in bass fishing, it is definitely a place to check out. And read their blog. Uh, and they are having a tournament for the locals. They're having a tournament. Or if you want to drive. Or if you want to drive. That's true. But it's a uh, it's the Midwest Fishing Mill Creek Open. Uh, come out to Mill Creek Open Tournament and hosted by Midwest Fishing for your chance to win big. 80% payout, which is pretty ridiculous. Uh, that's, that's a pretty good payout, especially just for one tournament. Uh, <clears throat> it, it pays three places. 50% of the profits will be donated to Marshall Pool Fund. Uh, entry fee is $40 a boat. Optional $5 big fish. And the date is Sunday, September 17th. And it starts at 6.30 a.m. I would suggest you get there around 5.30. Because these, these tournaments like this, especially you know when they're donating and stuff like that, there's a lot of boats. And if you've never done this before, you get there early, you get your boat in the water. And, uh, and you get signed up quick that way, you're not, you're not trying to do it the last minute. So get, if I was you, I'd get there at five 30, but it's from six 30 to 12 30 at Mill Creek Lake in Marshall, Illinois. Yep. So check them out. Midwestfishing.org or Midwest fishing on Facebook. That's right. It's a big MF with a hook through it. Yep. It's yep. Just in case, uh, you run into other Midwest pho fishings. phony Midwest fishings out there. <laughs> the real deal has real a big, deal MF, has with a big MF with a hook on it. Yep. 
Uh, next up, sponsor Happy Herd Nutrition. Happy Herd Nutrition. Chris Danders. Uh, he's a uh, guy that is located in Michigan, and uh, he's got a pretty good little business going on. Uh, and uh, he's do they're actually doing really good right now as far as uh, they're, I've seen some of their camera pictures, and I'm part of the staff. And they, uh, man, I, it's really hard to argue with results. I you mean, tell him to cough up a hat for a ship. <laughs> yeah. He, I don't know. He's kind of cheap. Is he cheap? Yeah. I hope he hears this. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my hat at, Chris? But uh, you go to uh, Happy Herd Nutrition's on uh, Facebook or Happy Happy HappyHerdNutrition.com. Happy, happy, happy. And HappyHerdNutrition.com. And uh, you can go check out their pro staffers. They got everything on there. They've, uh, as far as their deer feed and stuff, they've literally got everything from corn coat to blocks. I think he's got. You know what? I, I now that I say blocks, he may not have blocks. Of course, I would say that. But I know he's got fifty pound sacks. You can buy it by the pallet. You can buy it by the bag. Uh, but uh, Chris is a really good dude, and and he uh, works really hard on his business. Good. So good. We're happy. No pun intended. We're happy to have happy, <laughs> happy, happy, along. happy. Yeah. So it's been so long, Justin, since we've seen each other. How you been? Dipping as good as I can. Working Boy, a lot. Working all the time. Yeah. Stressing out about trying to buy a house. Yeah. All this good stuff. So. Well, now you've got a place to invest all that railroad money. Yeah, I know, right? Right. Yeah. Put all kinds of money into it. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Spend money on more things. That's that's the American way. Besides, that's the American dream. Besides hunting. Besides hunting. Right. Yeah. I want to put all my money into hunting. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, I know, right? Yep, yep. Get about 5%. 5%? I think I put more in my 401k than I get to spend on hunting. Boy, that's the truth. I know. That is the truth. <laughs> yep. Hopefully the 401k is there when we get that old. Yeah, I know, right? Hopefully I'll just have everything that I ever wanted by the time I'm that old. Yeah, no kidding. Well, I'll tell you what. Um since we're talking about spending money, instead of talking about hunting first, I'm going to go to one of my ideas that I had that Justin has no idea. Oh, yeah. I have no The ideas I told you earlier. I'm going to write this down. Oh, I can't yeah, remember. I yeah. remember. Oh, God. Spending so, money. Here we go. <clears throat> spending money. If you had stupid, crazy money, stupid, crazy, like so much money you don't know what to do with, what would you do? Uh, what would you, what's the dumbest thing you'd buy? The dumbest thing yeah. I'd buy? Tell me the oh, dumbest. let me think about this. Uh, okay, what I've always wanted, I've wanted one of those little air, it's, it's got like a parachute on it, and it's got like a, it's like a The hang glider thing? Yeah, the hang, yeah, but it's not no, a, not a hang glider, it's a parachute with like a little cart, and it's got the fan on the back yeah. of it. there's a guy that comes over in the evening. Yeah, too. I would want one of those just to, and then I would buy like a couple thousand acres, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I would just fly over it. And then you wouldn't even need deer cameras. You would just fly over it and you'd know where all your deer are. You could, I mean, you, if you can see a rack from way up there, I mean, really, you wouldn't have to be that high. But if you could, you know, you could pick out your racks, you could, because it'll kind of spook the deer a little bit, not really spook them off, just kind of make them get up and I mean, run. you've thought about this. Oh, hell yeah. I would do that in a heartbeat. And then, of course, I would buy the biggest, baddest, most expensive bass boat that they had on the market and Put like two power poles, like six HDS 12 touch screens on there, which for you, that's just a really expensive fish finder um, with like sonar and down imaging and all that crap and uh, spend probably $100,000 on a boat, just wow. a bass boat, just to go bass fishing. 
Holy smokes. That would be the two ridiculous things I'll buy. But the bad part about that is, Jimmy, is once you have that stuff and you have really stupid money, yeah, then that's when you come up with the really, really stupid stuff. Like I'd probably have like a camo G6 jet or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh now that i have said mine show me yours well you know what i was thinking about that today um what made me think of it was hearing about johnny depp's budget he spends two million a month i think are you kidding me on just upkeep stuff yeah like paying security and his people who work for him and he's got like 14 different houses and these aren't like little rental properties. I'm talking. Right. They're He's balling. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Depp's balling. Yeah. He's got 45 vintage cars. And he's got more money in his accessories than I make in well, a year. He's running out. <laughs> he's running out. That's why he's in the news. But anyway, you know, first thing, of course, is ground. Everybody's going to say ground. So that can't count. Right. But here's one thing, too, you got to think about. Where? Because if you have all this money. Would you have? Would you buy like, if you had like, like you said, stupid money, like really stupid money? Would you have like a jet, and then you buy like two to three thousand acres in every good hunting spot in America, and then you could just get your pilot's license and be like, hey, I'm gonna go to Iowa tonight and get up in the stand or something like that? Would you? Would you do that? I don't know. Would you do that or would you uh, Would you just go to Outfitters? Like, I mean, my number one would be a Yukon moose hunt. Followed oh, up, for sure. Followed up by an elk hunt. I mean, so do you go the Outfitter route where you're like, you have the private jet, you but it just have, flies you to you Outfitters? you have stupid money, you could have your own Outfitters. You could just hire people. That's true. To manage your ground for you and be like, the biggest deer you have on camera is mine. And then they'll just make you money with the rest. That's true, but I don't. I honestly, even if I had, I think, stupid, I think crazy now money, that now that now that I've went a little overboard on it, I, I think I, I get what you're saying now. I just go freaking out better, <laughs> less headache that way. You don't have huh. to worry about trespassers. You don't have Nothing. to worry about. And you could stay as long as you wanted. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't have. You're not worried yeah. about how five much day it hunts five thousand. Yeah, like I'm here, here for two let weeks. Me jiggle I'm, my... I'm, here, I'm here for two months. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. I'm here till I kill something. And you can I'll, do whatever you move want. The, yeah. Move to the next one. Yeah, you yeah. can do whatever you wanted. Mm-hmm. I think I so <laughs> new house, of course, but I don't want a mansion. I mm-hmm. want I want something small that's easy to keep clean. Exactly. Of course, I'd probably have a maid. Probably. Um, right. But I would have an indoor archery range, like in a basement. I I love shooting indoor archery in the That'd winter. That'd be cool. Yeah. Just an indoor 3D range. Yeah. Just yeah. Or you, invite you could, your buddies you could have over. Like, you could have, because, I mean, if you have that kind of money, then your, your, your playhouse could be like 10 times bigger than oh, yeah. your house. So oh, yeah. You have like an indoor archery range where you got like like a fake tree with a tree stand in it where you can get up in there and shoot out of that. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. You could have a lot of stuff yeah. down there. You could. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's... It, you know, I don't know what I would do. Oh, it's, it's like crazy. so mind-boggling. There's mm-hmm. so many things on my to-do list that <laughs> that my budget now is like, ha, no, ain't <laughs> no, happening. No, right. I, I don't. Definitely a moose hunt. Definitely an elk hunt. Um, I'm not interested in the exotics in Africa. I could care. I want to kill a dick, dick. 
chair. I would buy you a dick dick. Huh? Uh, I, 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 re- I mean, I, I still do. Like, I, like, I want to do that now. Just, I don't know why. I mean, like, I don't even know if I want, really, I just, they're too, I'm sure they're too fast to catch one and pet it. So really all I want to do is pet one. I just want to hold one. You know what I mean? <laughs> so maybe I could go to like Africa. I could probably find somewhere here in the United States. It's just got like, somebody's got like a pet dick dick that I could just go hold it and pet on it a little bit. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> I'm actually pulling it up. Ooh. There's different got some dick species. Dick. It's a small antelope. Um, Kirk's dick dick, Gunther's dick dick, and silver dick dick. And then there's another one. The trophy fee for a salt's dick dick is US $340. What? That's yeah. all it costs? Yeah. Well, I don't need to go to Africa for that. And then. a Gunther's dick dick is $200 US. What? Let me see what it looks like. Well, I, I'm just reading the Google returns, just like the little... Oh, okay, I got you. I think they're African hunts, Is that though. to buy them, or is that to hunt them? Uh, I don't know. Because that could be to purchase, like, a small one and raise it. That would be cool. That would be cool. Have I don't, th- I don't think it'll live in this climate, because they're mostly in Africa, and they're, like, a hot climate kind of animal. I don't think they grow long. I don't think it's like a deer here, where it starts to get warm outside, they grow a separate coat. Oh, Really? I don't. I wouldn't think so. Would you? I mean, like Africa. It's, I think if you buy the house, we need to talk Mandy into. Uh, I'll go. I'll chip in. Let's get a dick dick. I'll get a dick dick. You got a big backyard. <laughs> I you do have, have a big, big backyard. backyard. We could fence it in. <laughs> That's and, true. You know. Okay. And I will. I will say this. We we bought a deer. We bought a buck, and we called it Bucky. And uh, that's not that's not you being serious, yeah, dead serious. Okay, and it lived in the house for <laughs> uh, what? It was just a little. I mean, it wasn't. It was smaller than my dog, uh, you know. God. And uh, it it you know it went outside and pooped and everything. Like it wasn't like it was house broken, house trained. I mean, like we would just let it outside, and then it would. It would cower behind stuff for a while because it was afraid of everything. Probably because you're it, beating it with a belt or something. No, it was because a dog. You pooped on the floor, damn it. It, it was because a dog. Oh, okay. And uh, but once it got used to the dog, it started playing with the dog. But then we learned that you can only keep one for so long before you have to have a fence up, and it has to be an eight foot fence. Okay. Ten by ten. Oh, really? Ten by? They've even told you how big? Yeah, okay. that was DNR. That was. Okay. You have to have the tags, paperwork, eight foot fence, ten by ten. They don't have to be in it. You just have to have it to keep it. You have to have it. That's it's just this is so funny. So that we're talking about this today. I had my teeth cleaning appointment with Doctor <laughs> Darlene here in Marshall Hildebrand, uh-huh. and they had a customer in there or a client in there that raises deer, and they were asking me. They're like, "Oh, we forgot to ask him." Jimmy, why would people own deer? And why is it expensive? Blah, 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 blah. So it's so funny that you're mm-hmm. like, you've checked into this. It's not really expensive. Uh, it's not expensive at all. We, we I think we, we didn't pay. I, I think I spent like 60 bucks on, really? on a deer and it was a buck. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure. Was it I'm like not, a button buck? No, it was like a, a fawn. fawn. Yeah, it was a fawn. Okay. And it was a little deer, but it was still a buck, you know. And it was in the house. <laughs> it was in the house. Dude, this thing would just, I got pictures. I got, I have to, I have to pull them up, but I got pictures of just me just like kind of laying there and then the deer laying next to me on the couch. No kidding. Yeah. It was just like hang out. And I feel like he's getting ready to go, ah, just kidding. No, I'm not kidding whatsoever. <laughs> this thing was awesome. Like, and there's like pictures with Mackenzie and she's like petting it on the head. No. Yeah, there's really cool pictures that we had. And it was just it was just kind of in the house for a while. And then uh it got to the point to where we got really busy and we realized that 
we weren't going to be able to take care of it the way we wanted to. Yeah. And we learned that bucks are not exactly the best thing to have as just like an outdoor pet. Uh, if you want an outdoor pet, get a doe. Because the bucks become... Because they come aggressive during the rut. Yeah. And if... What? Now I have it. Well, they probably wouldn't grow antlers, though. I was going to say, what if you had it castrated? <laughs> they won't grow antlers. Okay. Um, and if you get them neutered, I, I think they will, but they won't like... It's like, like yeah, it's like stubby. weird. They, I think they, 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 they'll actually droop. Like morphine. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. And uh, so, but apparently even a, a yearling during the rut, like let's say if Mandy went out during that time of the month. Oh, yeah. I've seen yeah. videos of that. Yeah, they will. Teenage girls are yeah. getting humped. Yeah. By wild deer. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. And, but with the, with the actual pinned in deer, they're that much more aggressive because... They don't have that uh, ability to get out and go to vent their frustration. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. So that you know, it's uh, it's all pinned up frustration, <laughs> and they try to let it out on your uh, spouse. So yeah. and with as good as they can smell, mm-hmm. they're probably sitting in the house smelling it. Way you know, wafting out there from exactly. the house. And like, oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Come on, mama. Come on, mama. So, uh, but yeah, but I I, I have full intentions. Of uh, owning a deer or two or four at one point in time. Full no, intentions. Even Mandy and the kids, we all want it. So it's going to happen. So what did you do with the fawn? Did you give it away? Yeah, I gave it to a, uh, there was actually a deer farmer in, I can't remember where exactly it was. It wasn't far from our house. We had no clue it was there. We just kind of Googled it and there it was. And we were like, can you take this deer? And they're like, yeah, we'll take it. I mean, it's free. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, <clears throat> so they took it and I, I'm not sure if they farmed it or if they, you know, cause I'm not, I, I don't, it wasn't a high fence hunt kind of place. Uh, it was either kind of like where they went to in Illinois where Drew and, uh, yeah. Tyler and yep. all them up went in, to, uh, the Dells. Where they pet the deer and stuff Dells. like yeah. that. It's either someplace, it's a place like that, or they farmed them for like Cabela's and, and for deer meat. I almost posted that picture of Tyler with the really big deer where he's trying to feed it and it's tongue, the deer's tongue's out. I almost posted it to Osage and said, check out our new targets are really lifelike. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah. But, but yeah, you should get you a pen out here and keep That's you a few Carter deer. That's what Carter says. I, do, I don't have time. Well, they, you know, they honestly say that if you have does around and then the rut comes in, and they come in the estrus. It draws the deer, fen- wild deer, in. and they're fenced in. Yeah, the deer can't get to them. Yeah, yeah. They say it'll draw them in from quite a ways, and then you can learn to harvest your own. I know it sounds gross, but if you really think about it, it's actually kind of genius because it does. It wouldn't cost that much to keep a deer. The most you're going to spend is feeding it and the fence. Yeah. Right. And uh, of course, you have a little shelter, but you got all kinds of them out there. Yeah. But I uh, actually got that little fiend shed over there. I could, it's already fenced in. Yeah. Well, I'd, it's not eight foot tall. Not eight, but you know, you, you get it. And then if you actually learned how to get the estrus from the dough, you could have fresh, straight from the dough estrus that you could put out. I could and, just walk my doe out if she's halfway docile, <laughs> tired, of the, tired tree, of the tree, yeah. get up in my stand. Yeah. If you I actually put them a blaze orange coat on her as they're walking in and out. They though. do that. People right. do that if they let their deer out yeah. during during hunting season. They actually put blaze orange vests on them and a tag in their ear. Yeah, and that's how they let their deer out to go play. Yep. 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 Wow, that was actually 
interesting conversation. Yeah, that, yeah, it was. And that all started from. We're getting good at this, Jimmy. Stupid <laughs> idea. <laughs> it is getting easier. Uh, yeah, it is. This podcast thing's getting pretty easy. Yeah, we sat here and and shot the breeze for. That was twenty minutes worth of conversation. <laughs> we we shot the breeze uh, for an hour before, and it's like, jeez. We can just talk. We're like two old women. I know, right? Yang, 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 yang. Oh, speaking of women, so I owe an apology to some Facebook users. Oh, what you did? I got a funny video the other day, and I went on a forwarding spree and oh, used no. some poor judgment. Oh, no. oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> so, if you listen to our show, and you might have got an offensive video from me, I'm really... Oh, no. No, you didn't. Really? You didn't. No, hey, I'm you keeping didn't. it real. I'm keeping it real. Jimmy's face is <laughs> bloodshot red right now. Like, absolutely, completely bloodshot. Fire engine red. And it's funny because he never gets embarrassed about anything. I apologize. And uh, apologize to you. Oh, I apologize to you too because I have a feeling I know. I know it's one of three (laughs) videos, and uh, uh, none of them are good whatsoever. So after the poor judge claps in judgment, I just you and Gabe are the only ones that are getting the videos. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, you know who you are. I'm. I apologize. I'm sorry, Grandma. Oh no, no. No, Okay. (laughs) No. Uh, Was it the crow? video <laughs> no it was it was the buzz lightyear oh okay yeah. buzz like an alien. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i laughed so hard when i saw that oh and that's yeah. what caused the poor judgment i was freaking dying laughing just forward 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 forward, 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 forward. everybody has to say it <laughs> uh, yeah, judgment on my part so let's talk about squirrel hunting squirrel hunting all right, it is squirrel season in Indiana. I don't know if it is here. Is it squirrel season here too? Yep. Okay. Um, this is a perfect time to introduce your kids to the world of hunting. It's through a squirrel because, for the most part, they're once you actually get a squirrel in your hand, they're not exactly as cute as what you think they are. So you, uh, <laughs> it's not alive, it's not like a mean? deer. No, if, if they're dead. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and you can really introduce a kid into the skinning. Uh, of an they're animal easy to skin yeah yeah they're easy to skin they're you know they're you can get them mounted for nothing uh, i mean you it's it's a really good thing to do and you can kill them with just about anything you can kill them with a slingshot if you're good enough and uh i would that'd, that'd be a cool trick that would be a cool trick <laughs> but uh, it's just a i like the whole idea of squirrel hunting and it's not like dove hunting a kid can get frustrated especially if they're young and they can't hold a gun or lead a bird you know but with a squirrel you know if you just you don't have to walk and hunt you can sit under a a, you know an oak tree or or something something some kind of nut tree and just sit underneath of it and eventually one's going to come if not several and you can just post a kid up and let them shoot a squirrel you take it home you skin it you eat it Make sure they get all the hair off of it. You can teach them all that because they get a lot of hair on them and it's hard to get off. And deer are kind of the same way if you don't do it right. Yep. And uh, you can really learn the ins and outs of, of hunting in general. Yep. And I think it's a really, really, really good entry into hunting. And as a matter of fact, me and my son, it's his birthday. It's the 12th birthday tomorrow. Me and him are going to go out in the woods and we're going to, he's got his 20 gauge. I got my over under and we're going to go out and just shoot the trees up. And, cool. And see if we can kill us five a piece. And, is that and, to the limit? Yeah, five hit is for us. 
I don't know what it is here, but it's in Kentucky. It's like eight or nine a day. But you know, realistically, the squirrels around the red squirrels around here are so big, you don't need more than five. Yeah, I um, last time I killed a squirrel was with the bow. With a bow? Yeah, I was bored and sitting there. I killed one with a rage one time. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take that back. I this squirrel spooked a deer, and it (laughs) was son of a bitch. uh, Right, pretty much. And uh, it spooked a deer, and Mandy's got almost the same story except for she missed hers. <laughs> uh, and it kind of made me mad, too. Well, I'll tell hers first. She missed the squirrel, but she didn't wait until it got on the ground. The squirrel was, she was in a stand. She the squirrel was, up. yeah, she's she's already, I mean, it wasn't really tall. It was like on, it was, it was weird. The, the stand's technically only like eight feet off the ground. But it was a lock-on that was in a tree that leaned over a drop-off. So okay. you were probably 25 feet off the bottom of the drop-off. So if you fell, you're going 25 oh, feet. Oh, yeah. If you fell, you were going pretty good ways. Uh, so it just it just kind of worked out that way. It was a good stand. But anyway, so it's up in this big pine tree, like <laughs> six feet above her. And she shoots at it with a brand new Montec, pink yeah. Montec. <laughs> And just sticks it. A misses a squirrel sticks it right in the tree. And I think I ended up getting a ladder and going up there. Did and, you really? Yeah. Heck yeah, dude. Those are, it was a tight one. It was a uh, it was it was a brand new uh, Carbon Express Huntress arrow that was all pink and stuff. And I didn't dig the broadhead out of the tree or nothing. I just I just got the that the, all oh, I did was twist okay. the arrow off. I thought you were going to tell me you went up there and chopped out that part <laughs> no, of the tree. No, I just twist the arrow off because it was a brand new arrow sitting up there. <laughs> but but the one I shot, I spooked some deer off, and then it just you know when the leaves are full and they'll just kind of sit there and oh yeah stick their head under the leaves uh-huh. and, they'll just, and they'll sit there and do that forever. Yep. This squirrel wasn't moving, like it wasn't going anywhere. It was directly under me. I was up in a climber, and it already spooked some deer off and. It, I mean, it was just, it just wasn't going anywhere. I was just, the longer it sat there, the madder I got. And I just had, I had three arrows and they all had rages on them. Two inch cut rages. All right. So I'm like, I don't know. I draw back and I hit that squirrel square in the middle of the back and it just cuts it in half. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, there was a little piece, there was a piece of skin on one side that was still hanging, but it was, it was, it was cut in half. So he didn't move. He didn't move. <laughs> no, he was dead right there. I shot a squirrel a couple years ago and it pinned him down to the ground and he was still alive so he ended up eating most of my wrap off the back end of the arrow <laughs> i had flow yellow wraps with red flames coming up and i yeah. had red and yellow fletchings and pinned him down to the ground and he sat there and chewed and chewed and chewed on my arrow really yeah oh no I that's, still got wor- it that's the, the worst that's <laughs> yep that's what happens when you get bored you sit there for two or three hours and you're getting skunked and you don't see a deer and a squirrel's messing around for too long around you yeah i know it makes you so aggravated and we used to have a bunch of squirrels here since the bobcat populations on the uptick the past probably three or four years i think our squirrel population is going downhill you know what which i'm good with i went out squirrel hunting wednesday didn't see one really not one squirrel but of course i didn't find any any nuts that have fallen either had fallen felon um i'm a felon no uh i didn't find any nuts that had fell so that was probably a pretty good reason. Yeah. Um, when me and Bronze go tomorrow, I'm going to pick a bigger piece of woods. Do you have any squirrel calls? Uh, yes. I don't know where it is. I need to get Does it work? One. Uh, 
when a squirrel is within hearing distance of it, yes. But really, it's not like... I think they, they don't really come to other squirrels. I think they more come because if there's a squirrel over there making noise, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like one squirrel chasing another or something like that. Some people say you can take quarters and rub them together. Really? And it sounds like, a, a, you know how you can hear yeah. a squirrel eating on a nut? Yeah. And that, and that mimics that. And they'll come to that sometimes. I'll be darned. But I had one that you just sit there and you wiggle and it sounded like a squirrel, you know, bark, barking. You could bark it and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, I, that pisses me off. The, when when they just sit above you and just bark. Burp, 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 burp. They do that. Burp, burp. Yeah. 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 Makes me mad, too. We but we're going to go out and kill all the squirrels tomorrow. All 10 of them. Like, yeah, it's going to be like like 1940 well, Nazi I, Germ- Germany on the squirrels. I hope that this goes better than your turkey season. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it does, too. We'll call you the squirrel, the Hoosier. Uh, the squirrel. Next you better time. not get skunked tomorrow. Probably will now. On Bronson's birthday. To I know, right? Yeah, I got. You got to deliver. We got a thousand acres of hardwoods. Surely to God, there's one squirrel in there that's going to at least give us a shot, right? <laughs> I can hear Bronson now. What the hell, Dad? Right, what are you doing, Dad? Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to go all out tomorrow. He didn't know it, but I'm going to wake him up and I'm going to paint his whole face and everything oh you got to oh yeah just do the whole picture thing yeah selfies. we gotta do all that yeah. stuff so it's gonna be fun you're gonna make some memories that's awesome that's the whole point man the i can point. remember when i was see my dad didn't hunt my uncle pud took me when i was probably uncle pud yeah his name's larry larry pud <laughs> he goes by pud everybody knows him by pud um been his nickname is i don't know since he's a little bit of kid but anyway he took me when i was about six and I'll never forget it. He killed one squirrel that morning, and he let me shoot his 410 shotgun. Oh, that was a big deal. Right. Oh, yeah. The gun was as tall as I was, probably. Right. But he let me shoot it, and <laughs> man, I had a good time. I'll never, ever forget that as long as I live. That's funny. Did you? So you didn't shoot the squirrel? No. Uh-uh. No, you just shot the gun at something random? Yeah, we were out on the road getting ready to get in the truck. He's like, hey, okay. you want to shoot it? And I'm like, heck yeah, I want to shoot it. So, you no, know you can't use a 410 on a turkey? No? You, nope. I think you can use it on a squirrel. Uh, and you can use it on a deer because it's a slug. You well, know. you can't use 410 on deer in Illinois. You can't? You can't in Indiana. Nope. Not in Illinois. Oh, in Indiana, you can use rifles. <sighs> yeah, I know. What but can't you use in Indiana? Apparently, you can't shoot a turkey with a 410. We're gonna take, we were going to take Wyatt out with a little 410 and go turkey hunting. Not allowed to use a turkey. Not to use a 410 on Where a turkey. Why? It doesn't those make, guys doesn't on make the internet with me. those little 410 pistols, they were blowing their heads completely off. <clears throat> You're allowed to use a pistol. You can't use a 410 shotgun. So if you got a 410 like a Taurus Judge, you could use that? I would think so. Of course, Wyatt's hands may not be big enough to no, hold that but pistol. I wouldn't want to do that to yeah. it. Yeah. But we ended up getting a uh, a youth 20 gauge. Oh, sweet. Should have got a 16, now that I think about it, but we didn't. Um, was that you? That <laughs> was my throat. <laughs> <laughs> that was my throat. But yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, we got a youth 20 gauge and automatic. That's pretty automatic, light, pretty lightweight. Wow, yeah. sweet, sweat semi-automatic. You know what I mean? I know what you meant, right? Yeah, but yeah, no cheap single <clears> shot. <throat> nope, no. That pump. kicks like a rented mule. Nope, no pump, nothing like that. So it's good. It's a good gun. Cool. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's what Bronson's going to use tomorrow for good. squirrel hunting. Man, I hope he gets some. I hope he does too. Well, up to it, we went out before and shot. Uh, I tried to get, but it, he was so young the last time we went. He got out of hunting for a while. 
He's uh, gonna come back in. I oh, I know, it. but I, I, he's such a good kid. I just didn't want to put. I didn't want to push it on him, so I didn't like. I'd ask him to go, and yep. you know, for the past few years, he said no. And then finally this year, I was like, I, I actually asked him because he's been shooting his bow a lot. He loves coming to bow shoots. Yep. <clears throat> so, so Jimmy's got to shoot tomorrow. Are we gonna go? Uh, you wanna go to the bow shoot, or you wanna go squirrel hunting? He goes, Can we go squirrel hunting? I'm like, Yeah. I was like, We'll take the twenty gauge. You can. You know, you're big enough now. We can load it and yep. put safety on. I'll just make sure you stay in front of me. And, <laughs> and, and, and he knows what to do with the gun. He's really good with it. Yeah. It's just he's still a kid. So sure. you got to be careful. Yeah, you got to be careful. You know, and that's important that you mentioned you don't push him into it. Mm-mm. That's like my oldest son, Cameron. Um, he's killed one deer, killed a buck one year with a gun during youth season. He sat with Lori in the stand. And killed a buck. We got him mounted for him. Um, he's not interested. I wish he was. I would love for him to shoot a bow and to even even just a gun hunt, just right. to be able to go sit with him and you know, just not interested. So I'm like, fine. I'm not going to push it. I'm, can't, my can't hope is it. that someday maybe he'll get interested again. Maybe he will. And you know, it's and <clears throat> he's still young. I mean, he's more into you know what's going on in his life right now. And oh, yeah. We were all that way oh, yeah. at one point in time. Absolutely. Didn't even, it wasn't that we didn't like hunting. It was just, that was the last thing on our brain. The first thing on our brain was clogging our brain. <laughs> <laughs> we worked feverishly to get rid of that problem. <clears throat> right. So. Yeah. Well, it'll, it, it may happen someday. I, Carter's enjoying the hunting. Um, we have a special relationship in that regard, and I just wish I had it with Cameron, but I'm not going to push it. Right. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. If he can. wants to hunt someday, I will roll out the red carpet. Exactly. Here it'll we be go. Like, it'll be like oh. Mr. Miyagi and Cry Kid. Choose. Just point my hand at the bow rack. Right. Yeah. Choose. Choose. Here you go. Take it. You pick. But, and that's why, you know, I am with, that's why I am with the boys. I don't push it on. Wyatt really, see, this is the hard thing about Wyatt. Wyatt really, really wants to go, but he yeah. wants to do it himself. I and can see it's that. It's really hard to explain to him. I can't just put a gun in your hand at seven <laughs> and go, here you go. What the hell, Dad? I'm <laughs> right, right, I'm seven. <laughs> and I'm like, look at your brother. This is his first year bow hunting. It's his first well, year I'm ever going to let him have a gun. I don't know if you know this or not, but Wyatt's got a <clears throat> lot of Justin in him. I know. <laughs> a little too much. But, but he wants to do it all himself and he wants to go so bad and, you know, like he wants to go like dove hunting. Oh, he wants to go kill a dove so bad, but he's just, he's just not big enough. Good luck. Those are hard to kill. Yeah, they're It's hard for me to shoot one, yeah. you know, and, but I mean, we get, we, there's a quarry that uh, has a lot of rocks in it. And uh, I don't know if you know a uh, little trivia, but doves will land in pebbles and they'll eat them yep. and it helps them digest. <clears throat> so, and uh, I tried that to help digest me. It didn't work, didn't out, work out, out very well, <laughs> but, but they, but they'll, they'll do that. And then they'll bathe in the dust, yeah. you know, rather than yep. in water. And uh, so what we'll do is we'll set, we'll, we've done it before, and it's worked a couple times, but we'll we'll sit there and we won't shoot the birds flying in. We'll get real close to where they are and we'll set up like a sniper, you know, just put the four ten on a on a little tripod with them sitting down and all constant like a brush, you know, a brush pile or something. Yep. And then when they land, you know, let them shoot the dove off the ground. You're allowed to do it. It's just frowned upon. Right. It's like ducks, you know, but you're allowed to shoot them off the water. Barely but, move the guns. So. Right. Yeah. So, you know, even a little tiny, like one, it's a 410 that ain't that long. You yeah. know, it's, it's a, uh, what they, God, I can't remember what they call it. But, uh, 
So, you know, that's fine, but, you know, you, you do that a couple times, but when you go hunting, you just got to, sometimes you just got to leave the kids at home and go out and just shoot the world up. I mean, that's just, yeah, that's what dove hunting's about is going out and shooting the sky up. Burning some boxes of I shells. I literally went out and shot two boxes of shells and brought home like one dove before. Yeah. Just had an off day. And and then I've went out and limited out it with a with a box and a half, you know, yep. and you know, fifteen doves. And you're I swear, on the, ground. the doves can change direction at the sound of the gun. Oh, they can. And Just, and, and I, I really honestly believe the force, like the wind yeah. off of your shot, actually forces if you like shoot to one side or the other. I think it actually forces the dove to to the side to the side. And that's why you'll just get like some feathers or something like so that. So they're not really like Barry Sanders th- stiff arming you. Uh-uh, I don't think so. I, I really <laughs> think that you're just you're forcing them off yourself, and that could be complete bull crap. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. But that's the way it looks. You wouldn't think that you know you get a dove real close, and you know you shoot, and it just kind of does that little, oh, yeah. that little, that little jerk number, and like, then <clears throat> right, I'm yeah, out. yeah, and then it flies away, and you're like, there's no way that he's that quick. Have you um, ever crow hunted before? Yes, I have. So I used to crow hunt quite a bit. I've got a whole bag full of decoys back here. Really? And um, I took a old... <laughs> I took, I've got all kinds of calls. Yeah. I took a deer, 3D deer head, mm-hmm. and I painted around the eyes like red. So I'll lay it out on the ground and put my decoys around it like it's a dead carcass and they've been picking at it. Really? Oh, yeah. They love it. They'll come right in. That's funny. One time we were crow hunting and this crow... Me and this guy were crow hunting. This crow flies directly over me. I catch it out of the corner of my eye. So I go straight up, kawoom, and feathers fly off of it. And he glides over and right across my buddy over there. And my buddy shoots him. Woo! More feathers. The sucker just flew off. <laughs> we're looking at each other, shaking our head like, what do we have to do to kill these damn things? We're yeah. using number four shot. I mean, it should have taken him out of the sky. You were using number four shot? Number four. Wow. That dude was like a tank. Yeah, you ain't kidding. Yeah, full choke, number fours, feathers flying, and he just Why were you using such a, why were, so why such a big shell? Because we, we were reading that crows are hard to kill. Oh, really? Yeah. We used to shoot them out of the tree. Oh no, we didn't. That's do all that. we did. We'd we call should... and they'd come in, and we we'd wait. We we'd call them. We'd we actually we used to get up in a tree stand, like especially if we were had a couple places where we deer hunt, where a bunch of them would come in. We would uh, wait till there was actually a season, you know, and uh, we'd get up in the tree stand, and start calling, and wait until the tree just filled full of crows, oh my God. and then just unload in that tree, and you can get like seven or eight of them real fast. <laughs> and uh, we used to do that when we were kids, as a matter of fact, and. Uh, but yeah, you know what the nice thing is about killing the crows? Everyone you kill is another decoy. You just let it fall and stay. Yeah, and they'll come back. Looks like you're building more. the flock up. They're, yeah, they're cool. The yeah. Doves are actually kind of the same way. Uh, but I will say this: I I watched that Mojo Dove in action. Yeah, uh, actually in action one time, and it is amazing how close you can you can sit out in an open field as long as you don't move. Mm-hmm. And put up on those trees with a mojo dove on top of it. And it is amazing how close they'll come into that thing. Really? Absolutely amazing. You just one bird flying over, they'll see it, and they'll come right to it. Wow. I mean, it's just like, it's weird. Like a magnet. Yeah. And, <clears throat> but yeah, I'm, man, I'm ready. I'm hunting seasons. It's, it's here. It's not, yeah, it's, it's here. It's not coming. I'll tell you it's what, here. these cool mornings and cool evenings make me ready. 
Yeah. We're going to try it in the morning, too. Last time I went, it was evening. And it was hot. It was yeah. sweaty. Yeah, it was bad. I got a good feeling. I got a good feeling. Bronson's birthday is going to be. I'm going to be good. We're going to lemon out. We're going to get 10 squirrels. Yeah, 10 squirrels. Squirrel stew, squirrel <clears throat> brains, squirrel and biscuits. Um, we talked about some. I don't think we'll spend that much time on this subject, but we were talking before the podcast about trail cam placement. Trail cam placement. You oh, had yeah. a really neat tip. Um, okay, now this is... Not- no, not that tip. Put it back. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Grandma. Just my zipper. Uh, but no, it's uh, I watched a YouTube video and it made a ton of sense. And they did a, you know, they didn't just throw up a couple cameras for a few weeks and say, "Oh, we figured this out." It was like a two or three year study. They had videos and pictures, and what they figured out is if normal when you put a camera up, it's belly button, chest high. You know what I mean? And what they said is if you actually put the camera at your eye level, point it down, that it will spook your deer a lot less, especially your big mature bucks. And, and how many times do you get a picture where you see that buck looking right at the camera? <laughs> looking right at the camera, right. And they said that usually when you get a picture like that, you know, the best thing to do is put your camera on video because if it starts taking a video and that buck looks at the camera, odds are there's a reason you don't get a second picture. You just get one. That's because that buck took off. Yep. And he's gone. I had a video <clears throat> set up like that one a couple of years ago that was down fairly low. And uh, there was a deer we called the Big Ten. As soon as the video started, I mean, he's from me to you from the camera looking at doing one of those numbers where he's jerking his head and he took the hell off. He was like, didn't want no part of it. Right. And then they don't, they, then they won't get around that area for a while because yeah. <clears throat> something spooked them. And, but they say if you put, and, and they had the videos to boot, there was a crap ton of videos where they, they showed and proved that if you put it at eye level uh, with you and not the deer, the reason why you get it, it, it messes with the deer so much is cause it is perfectly eye level with the deer. It's not necessarily the sound, but every camera is going to make some kind of flicker some kind of noise, some kind of something. And then when they look over, they actually see something. Yeah. And so that spooks the deer. But if it's at your eye level and then they look over, the noise doesn't necessarily spook them. It's, they don't see it's the, the infrared no- or They anything. don't see the infrared. They don't see nothing. Yep. So they look over, they see nothing, they go about their day. Yep. It was just a random noise that they heard. Um, but the only bad part about that is, is, you know, if you've got that deer that's, 20 yards out and you get a good camera, you know, where you get your laser really level, uh, you can't get that because it's so high. You have to kind of point it down. So, I mean, I guess it'd be, so you lose a little bit of visibility. Yeah. Is what you're saying. A little bit of visibility. So it's, you know, darned if you do, darned if you don't <clears throat> kind of thing. And there is, uh, um, today, no, it was the other night I was, we were talking about different kind of tree stands here in the shop. And one of the guys said, Hey, I really like, um, Hawk tree stand. So I got to looking at the Hawk website. They make a really cool mount. Oh, there it is right there for game cameras. So you can screw it into a tree and angle it. Oh. That way you don't have to jam sticks, um, you know, behind your camera to try and angle. Right. Which is oh, a pain everybody, everybody's in the done that. Because you could, got the sticks and you're pulling the strap tight the and the stick, sticks fall out. Could and, be too big, could be too little. Yeah. This thing is uh, just on the hawkhunting.com. I'm going to go ahead and give them a shout out. $12.99 for the Micro Pro Game Camera Mount. And it's got a ball swivel on it. And um, considering what we pay for cameras these days, 
twelve ninety nine ain't nothing. No, it's not, and it's got a a really sharp screw, just like a tree stand style, and you tree know, stand step screw. Now that I think about that, you could probably <clears throat> you could probably instead of having to find a tree that's big, you could find a tree that was like two inches in diameter. Oh yeah, screw just it in, and you're done. Right in, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Exactly. That's really cool. Yeah. So for thirteen bucks, you can uh, you can set it up high and angle it down, and it locks and in. Put it wherever you want. Yeah, at whatever angle you want. Right. And height and yeah, exactly. So yeah, trail cam placement. That was a great one. Yeah. Um, I I made an announcement on Facebook that this show was being recorded tonight, and one of the guys, I think it was Jake Johnson. Wants to know the most memorable wow moment from the stand, good or bad. Thanks for the uh, question there, Jake. So, what's your, give me a bad one. You got a bad wow moment? Uh, um, a if bad, you need to think a, about it, I can go a, first. A bad wow moment? Yeah. <clears throat> oh, man. As soon as uh, I, well, that would be shooting my buck in the butt without <laughs> luminoc and knowing exactly because it wasn't i mean it was still legal shooting light but you know as well as i do uh you know if you're half you know 15 minutes after sunset you know you're, you can shoot legally half hour after sunset for 15 minutes after sunset it's it's pretty it's pretty dim but uh i could see my pens and everything and uh, I, I think I, I've told this story, but <clears throat> but it, I think the biggest wow moment of that particular story was when I released my arrow. The shot felt so good. It was my equipment, of course. I just didn't check it. It was like a dummy. Mm-hmm. That's why we emphasized check, check your, your equipment, equipment. Make sure it's perfect. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I shot, and that thing just, gl- I mean, it just lit the woods up it seemed like and i watched it go directly into the rear end of that i mean like it was like there was no doubt that i made a horrible (laughs) shot like you know how you if you if you make a shot you're always like oh where'd it go where'd it go what'd it do did it go hit here maybe it hit just a little bit back you know you're kind of guessing yep there was no guesswork whatsoever with this thing it lit the world up i knew i made a bad shot and it was just one of those, like, I, I was like adrenaline. And then it was like the most down, I think, I, I come because I come off a really big, the biggest high you can have, in my opinion, uh-huh. is when you shoot a deer. Yep. It, like, you know, that just that shaking and adrenaline oh, yeah. that's pumping, you know, of killing an animal, period. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially a big game animal. With archery equipment. Right. And it's, I mean, he was, he was 15 yards. It, yep. it wasn't like, you know, he was, he was right under me. And uh, so I shoot that and it was like the biggest down moment because I come off the highest high you can have down to the lowest low of everything going through my, oh God, I'm not going to find it. Uh, It's not, it's going to die. I'm never, I'm not going to know where it's at. I'm not going to get the meat. I'm not going to get the antlers. I'm not going to get anything from this deer. It's going to be eaten by coyotes. You know, just all that really bad stuff, all that stuff that you try so hard not to do just rushes into your head and you go from the highest high to the lowest low in just less than a second. Oh yeah. And it was, that was probably my worst wow moment. So my worst wow moment, I was hunting with a friend and we were hunting his property 
we had a camera we were going to film um had a 140 inch class buck come in behind us and he was trying to tell me which way to turn but we kind of miscommunicated a little bit so i was turning to the right and he's like what are you doing you need to turn around the other way so i get turned around the other way i draw back the deer stops with the vitals behind the tree the butt i could have smoked his hindquarters oh, no so i let down i'm like shoot so he cuts down the hill and stops and looks up towards us he was at 40 yards because I had ranged that down log. He was standing right beside right all morning long. Put my 40 yard pin right on his heart. Let it eat about a nanosecond after I squeezed the trigger. The, uh, I heard this crack and the deer runs up the hill and my buddy's like, what happened? I'm like, I have no idea. My 40 yard pin was right on his heart because you're shooting downhill. I was trying to take yardage off aiming at the lower part of his body. Trying to do everything right. Right. You know, and it happens like that. Like that, yeah. And he's like, oh my gosh. And we're sitting there looking at each other like, you know, what's going on? What happened? And he's looking through the woods. He goes, well, there's your arrow. I'm like, where's my arrow? There was a two-inch vine coming down through the woods. Oh, no. I center punched that two-inch vine. Did you really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That sucks so bad. Yeah. Sean's got one like that, too. Except he actually shot the deer and found it. Oh, he did? He hit a limb and that actually hit the deer in the yeah. guts. That happened to me one time on a small eight point. Um, my arrow mid-flight hit a branch that I couldn't see through my peak. You know how branches just disappear. They disappear, yeah. And buck fever to boot on top of that. <clears throat> right. Um, but <laughs> the arrow's halfway there and it turns left, takes a left turn, hits him right in the ass. Oh, God. I'm like. Oh, right. immediate thoughts run through my head. I'm going to spend all day chasing this stupid deer. Right. He ran a 30-yard circle, laid down, bedded down, tried to lick where the arrow was one time, laid his head down, and like went to sleep. It was over. Just died. It yeah. must have hit that back artery. It did. Yeah. 15, 15, 20 seconds. Incredibly lucky. Right. Oh, yeah. Incredibly. But that is a horrifying feeling to it see is. that arrow going right towards the vitals and then go... Mm-hmm. Mine didn't go. Mine just <laughs> straight in the ass. <laughs> oh, man, yep. lessons learned. So, what's your good moment? My good moment. Good wow moment. Which I would. I mean, can you beat? That? Yeah, you know that was a. Yeah, that one is the most rewarding because we worked all summer long strategizing and just how to kill in and then and to <clears throat> to, to decide. I'm either going to kill that one or I'm going to kill nothing and to pass other bucks that in normal years you would give your right arm to have <laughs> or left nut. Whichever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Take your pick. That was very rewarding, but I don't know if you can beat my first deer. The first deer is as special as any of them. That's true. Yeah. You know, and I've told the story on here before. I won't tell it again, but man, that's hard to beat that first deer. Yeah, it really is. I, yeah, I didn't think I had, I've, I've had so many really, weird awesome moments in the woods from you know just i saw a bobcat in indiana before there were a lot it was a big bobcat yep, too yep. and uh i because i because I, I i was fresh out of kentucky it was right when i moved here and i watched this bobcat go by and i'm like oh it's a bobcat and because they're everywhere there where they trap them and everything there's bobcats everywhere and then i tell my father-in-law and he's like saw a bobcat like yeah he's like i've hunted here for 30 years i've never seen a bobcat ever 
And he goes, I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. And we end up, we end up starting getting some on camera and stuff after, you know, a yeah. year or two after that, yeah. but they're, and they're pretty much everywhere now they're going to open up a yeah. season. But, uh, yeah, but you know, I think it was eight, nine years ago. There were none. Yeah. None. I remember the first time I saw him was probably <clears throat> 12, 15 years ago back in here behind the pond. I was, had a stand up by the logging road and I heard something coming down the logging road and I look and it was a big male adult bobcat. But I started reaching for my bow because it was the size of a coyote. Right. So my yeah. brain said coyote. coyote. Yeah. And as I'm reaching for my bow, I'm like, wait a minute, that's a cat. And I turn and look. And sure enough, he went and sat on a stump because the woods have been um, recently logged at the time. He was probably sat there for 10, 15, 20 minutes. Just, just sat there. sat there looking up in the trees, watching squirrels. And then he was 30 yards because I kept range finding him thinking, man, if there was a season, he would be beautiful mount because he was brilliant. right yeah he was mature and they are really pretty mounts too yeah because yeah, i got a bunch of buddies back home in kentucky that's got some mounted yeah and i can't wait until we can hunt one here and have one come yeah. in because you can't it's, it's carter not, had two under his <clears throat> stand last year did he really mm -hmm. see that it's that's rare i mean like because you can't you can call in a bobcat but you know it'd be really awesome to kill him with a bow oh yeah like awesome because you can call them in, but you can't call them in that close. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, if Carter would have had a tag, he could have popped it. Right. Yeah. And it won't be long. And well, yeah. Illinois is doing a lottery. So last year they did 500 tags, I think, and okay. maybe a hundred and hundred and some got harvested. The biologist will probably know if we're trying to, we're really close to getting a biologist on the show. He's right. got to get the okay, but uh, Illinois biologist, he's over the three county area here. So he would, could fill us in, but yeah, they had 500 Available, a hundred and some got harvested. Some of them were road kills. Right. The guys use their tags on. Hey, there's one road killed. I'm going to go ahead and claim it and get it mounted. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember. Lori seen bobcats. She'll be mushroom hunting and see them. Really? Yep. Man. They're around. They're so cool. Bobcats are just awesome. I, I'm not scared of them at all. No. They don't scare me a bit. <clears throat> no. Some people are terrified. I don't know why. I don't either. They're just cats. Yeah. I mean, they really are. I mean, I wouldn't back one into a corner or nothing. No. But... I mean, as far as just seeing one in the woods. Did you ever see Crumrin's video of him letting the bobcat go that got in his trap? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, matter of fact, I think I did. Crumrin's got brass balls. Because oh, the cat, it, the cat's it was like trying biting to get, yeah. the choker thing and like he's like shaking it, trying to get it off. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. Yep. But we got uh, well, a... Yeah, what's, yeah, what's next? What we got next? What we got next? Uh, Tiffany Lukoski. Oh, let's give a big shout out to her. Yes. Trooper. She uh she recently beat something. Cancer. She beat cancer. Sure did. Yep. She got her last <clears throat> uh, chemo treatment and she was getting her pick line out today, I think. Yeah, and, and but there were pictures of her shooting her bow and all yeah. kinds of stuff, you know. I, I mean, yeah, she's cancer free. She's cancer free. Still she's, looks great. Yeah. Healthy as can be, it looked like. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just, it, that's awesome. So, just a big shout out to Tiffany yeah, Lukowski. Congratulations. That's awesome. And yeah. Cancer sucks. Um, anytime you hear anybody beating it. Yeah. Any, anytime, whether it affects you or somebody and, else, and cancer's awesome. I'll bet that Lee and Tiffany <clears throat> spend the rest of their lives advocating for cancer. Oh, yeah, for sure. Cancer cures. Oh, why not? Yep. So, you know, that's a big. You know, that's especially someone, Life and that brings it down changing. to, yeah, because you got to think those, they they were on, they are on top of the world when it comes to oh, yeah. hunting. 
and they're raising kids now. She just had a kid yeah. not too long ago. And then all of a sudden she can't. I mean, that's just it can happen to and see, anybody. That's the, that's the thing about cancer is one of those things where you're living your life, man. You got plans. You, you're doing things. You're planning on doing things. And then all of a sudden, boom. Yep. Hey, guess what? You got to quit everything you're doing. I'm, I'm not quit everything, but you got to hit the pause button. Yeah. For sure. And, get, you know, get your treatment. And, and, and the fact that she was still out there doing what she wanted to do and just pushing through it and, and everything. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yep. I was really, really encouraged when I saw that she had beat cancer. I thought, how freaking cool is this? Lee and Tiffany seem like uh, genuine good people. Right. So, yeah, they really, yeah, they seem like good people. Yep. Well, so I was really tickled pink. I've got one more item, Justin. Do you mm-hmm. have anything? Do you have anything rolling around in that brain of yours? Not really, man. Mm-hmm. I'm a dude. I've been getting up at three o'clock in the morning every morning, going to work, and I went. I went. I got up at three this morning. I had a birthday party to be to at six, so I got off at four thirty at work in Plainfield, Indiana, <clears throat> almost in Indy. I drove home, got in the shower, changed my clothes, drove straight to the party, stayed there till. Uh, 8.30 my time, so it's 7.30 your time. I didn't even go back home. I left straight from the party over on the other side of Brazil. Drove all came the way. here? Came straight oh, here. Oh, what a trooper. Yeah, I know. Come straight here. I get here, and, and I was like, I need caffeine. So I'm running purely on <laughs> caffeine right now is what, I'm, is what I'm doing. Pre-workout and some Dr. Little, Pepper. Yeah, I know. Cheat or that, that pre-workout's good stuff. Yeah, it's not good for you, though. It's not? I don't think so. There ain't nothing that's There's that, nothing bad there's in it. There's nothing is there? that works. Not really. So I bought the same exact container. Well, mine's maybe a different color label, but same thing, same company, same looks the same. And I thought, well, I'll try this out. And I went in. I had the most kick ass workout. <laughs> really, yeah, that's so what we're for. I did my I did like two miles on the treadmill instead of my mile to warm up. Right. I did two miles and I did three and a half miles on the bike. And then I went and lifted weights. And when I got done, I'm like, man, I'm still not tired. And I went and did another two miles on the treadmill. That's awesome. Next day I could hardly walk. Right. Yeah. But you did it. But I will tell you this, this right here is low level. Really? Very low. It makes my face and arms tingle. Right. You can spend like, I spent 12 hours. You can go, you can get, you're right. You can go to GNC and spend like 40 bucks. On a container that's this big, yeah. but it comes with a much smaller scoop on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> and take that stuff and just be like, just rolling like the Hulk. Just, 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 ah! just, just, just yeah. the oh down. man, it, there's some crazy crap out there. I just don't think it could be good for your kidneys. Yeah, I don't know. I, but it's not sugar. Isn't that what usually gets you is the sugar? It's not the caffeine. It's just the sugar that. You, I don't think there's that much caffeine in that thing. There's less than a cup of coffee, if I remember right. Ninety it's milligrams the, or seventy the, milligrams. The leading, it's like a leading. It's like a cup of the leading coffee. It's or got something like arginine like in it. And yeah, I don't know. I like it. There's no sugar. There's, I would rather drink that than mix up a drink of that powder than like a five hour energy or a monster. Oh yeah, I'd uh, that's I'd rather do this too. Yeah. And it's got creatine in it too, which is good for your manliness. Good for the mainly make me Man, feel mainly. Look out, ladies! Yeah. I'm feeling mainly. Mm. So my last item wasn't really pre-workout, but just that was funny. He's staring was at the bottle. Here. Uh, Mayweather McGregor. Here we go. Think? Um, 
Did you see the latest video? Of Connor and Polly? Yeah. Where Connor beat the... Beat the brakes off of him. Knocked <laughs> yeah. him out with headgear on. Well, it didn't knock him out. Knocked him... Uh, well, it knocked, knocked, him it, knocked him silly. He had wobbly legs. Right. It just about knocked him well, out. That, you, you might as that. well say he did some kind of brain damage to that person. <laughs> did you like Polly wasn't already brain damaged? Uh, you're probably... Of course, yeah, he's he a New was. Yorker, so he talks like that because he's from New York. Not right, but uh, but uh, in all honesty, he's still a world cha- two-time world champion boxer. Yeah. Did you see that straight left? Yeah, it was. That was nice. Looked like I got kicked by a horse. But what? But here's the thing. And Polly tried to say, "Oh, it was just a push." That wasn't a push at no. all. But no. I will tell you this: it went from like twenty-eight to one or something like that to three to one <laughs> yeah. after that video. <laughs> Yeah. So, which is good because you really don't want twenty-eight to one odds, and then that—that's mostly Vegas, is what that is. That's them not wanting to pay out. Well, every Joe safe. Schmo that puts a grand on Connor, he knocks him out, and then they got to pay him thirty grand. Yeah. You know, that's that's what that's for. But but that, the thing is that what I what they were saying is that so many people are betting on Connor that enough money's in the pool. Well, you know why they're betting on Connor now? Because of the video. No, not just that. What? They dropped it down to eight ounce gloves. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, which is, here's here's the thing. Connor's practicing with 16 ounce gloves. He is? He's All, all those videos and stuff you see is him swinging with 16 ounce gloves. So he's going to be even faster. Right, and he was training for 10 ounce gloves. And then all of a sudden, Mayweather... Uh, I think what happened is I think Connor I think Connor got into his head. He's never had to go against somebody with this with the same mouth that he has. <laughs> because they're they're one and the same. Yeah. It's just Mayweather Connor's dealt with it before from other people. Mayweather's never dealt with somebody who's just as big of a superstar as he is and a trash talker in the same. Yeah, Mayweather's got more money. I get that. Yeah. But as far as just been a doing it longer, a, yeah. As far as a superstar, and right now, yeah, they're one in the same. If yep. not, Connor oh, is more recognized. Yep. At this point in time, I'm not saying well I'm not to the MMA down. world for right. sure. Yeah, uh, he he's everywhere right now. So yeah. he's you know he's he's huge, and uh, <clears throat> so I'm not saying everybody forgot about Mayweather, but he didn't fight for a while, and you know it's been yeah. two years. He's yeah. had a two year layoff. So you know he was. He was down, and Connor was up, and then now they clashed heads, and and I think Connor got to him. They said that the the boy comments, yeah, him calling him calling a, a little boy, boy, which he took as racist. <laughs> yeah, most people did. Yeah, they got he got a lot of bad feedback about that, which I don't understand that whatsoever. How that has to involve race. It's pretty much because uh, it used to be a put down for black men when white men or women would call him boy. It was a talking down to him. Basically. He called him a little boy because he's six inches shorter than he is. Oh, I know. I mean, I know. Uh, well, I'm not going to get into that. I'm not, I'm not defending it. I'm just telling you where well, people came from. I, as, I get, I get what you're saying. It's racist. Yeah. But the simple fact is, is, is if you put them, when you put them side by side, Mayweather's a little boy. <laughs> it looks like a man standing next to a small person. So what do you think is going to happen? What do you see happening? I, you can't tell. You just don't, you really don't know. I mean, I can be biased and I want Connor to beat his brakes off just because Mayweather's never lost. He's really cocky. A lot of people don't like him. I can't say I don't like him. You can't, 
you can't deny what he has done. He has literally fought and defended himself against every big name in boxing and has never failed. Never lost. Never lost. So you can't you can't deny that. I mean, you just can't. His cockiness. He can back it up. Didn't it had nothing to do with what he did in the ring. Here's what I think. So I'm in the same boat as you. I want Connor to beat Mayweather. I don't think it'll happen. Well, okay. Here's here's the cool things that I learned today. Um, for one, we learned that Connor can box. For two, Mayweather has never fought this kind of style ever. Yeah, because he doesn't know what he's going to bring. Well, he he's he's going to bring. Uh, a lot of mixed martial arts stance. There will be no traditional boxing stance for for Connor because that's not what he's comfortable with. He has mixed his hands with a karate stance, or yeah, and he and, can and, zip in and out like nobody's business. Exactly, and he's a lot bigger than Mayweather is too. Yep. So he's coming in at a different angle. Okay, okay. Here's another interesting fact I learned: uh, Mayweather has to ice and massage his hands after every practice. Because he has broke his hands so many times. Yeah, I've heard that they're brittle. That they're extremely brittle. Now, this is what didn't make sense to me. If Mayweather does not have the power to knock out Connor, period. No way. No way in hell. It'll have to go 12 rounds for huh. Mayweather to win. Yes. Which Connor's conditioning in the past has been questionable at times. But that's MMA. Right. And nine times out of ten, it's going to the ground. And grappling and punching are. Two totally different oh, things. Oh, I know. If you and I like <clears throat> shadow boxed each other and sparred. We go a lot farther than if we got on the ground and wrestled. If we get on the ground and wrestle, it's over in about 30 <laughs> seconds. Right. So, you know, that I'm not going to hit his condition. I don't think we're going to have to worry about. Uh, but what you're really going to have to worry about is if Mayweather throws a hard punch and hits McGregor, he's not going to knock him out. He could daze him. He's yeah. a professional boxer. Yeah. He could daze him. I don't think he has the power to knock him out unless he's been working on it, but I don't think he has the hands, especially with eight ounce gloves. Yeah. With the 10 ounce gloves, he's got some cushion. Yeah. But now you're getting closer to MMA. The MMA fights with six, four. Four? Okay. Yep. They have went up to six in some MMA bouts, but not, it's not uh, UFC. <clears throat> um, but so you're talking, you're getting really close to MMA gloves i mean you're getting really close to the weight have you seen the videos of uh mayweather evading the power punches that people throw yeah i mean the dude's like he's crazy fast. oil just crazy he's out of the way crazy fast yeah but here's one thing that you gotta you gotta realize 90 like he's 50 percent fast and 50 percent really good with his hands as far as deflecting punches yep. okay so let's say Mayweather throws a punch with an eight ounce glove. There's the padding's not there. He breaks his hand. Both his hands are brittle. If he breaks one hand, he is now favoring that hand and he doesn't want it to get hit. And so that hand's not protecting his face the way it should be. Yeah. And apparently the possibility of that happening in 12 rounds with Conor McGregor, as far as his chin is it's really good. Like it's like it's it's going to be hard for Mayweather to throw punches, especially any kind of power punches. He's going to have to work on. He's going to have to win on jabs. 
just like he mo just like most. But yeah. it's gonna be mostly jabs because he's not hitting a small person. He's hitting a big dude. I hope he I hope it doesn't go like his fights in the past where he just runs the whole time and I don't think but you got this too, like everybody else he's fought when they when he runs, they respect it. Connor's not gonna respect shit. He's gonna try and cut the ring in half. He's gonna cut the ring in half to get to him, and then when he does run from him, he's going to make him look like the biggest vagina in that ring. And he will scream stuff out. Oh, can you imagine what they're going to say to each other yeah. this whole fight? What are you doing? Why are you running from me? You you know what I yeah. mean? That's what it's going to be. And it, that makes me wonder is if he can get in his skin at his own game outside the ring. He's never had that in the ring. See, I'm excited. I can't wait to watch what they're... They're going to be jawing at each oh, other while God. the referee's standing there telling yeah. them their instructions. Like a clinch or something like that. And that's another thing, too. If if they get into a clinch, that's going to be a big advantage for Connor too, because he's a lot stronger than Mayweather. And you talk about dirty boxing. That's actually something that they really train on in MMA. It's, it's actually a style called yeah. dirty boxing. And it's just one of the things they do because they actually when they get in a the clinch they don't break them up you know that's just how they they fight that way you know they fight in the clinch they yeah. fight you know on the ground oh yeah and uh, so he's practiced that so i mean i don't i can't say that i'm going towards mcgregor but i think it's more of an even fight than what everybody thought it was going to be but of course we get out there and then i think honestly connor I, doesn't hit him once i want it to be like an awesome fight, but my gut's telling me Connor's not gonna be able to land anything. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I am too. I think he's gonna he's gonna land something. I don't think he'll land any big punches. I want to see him throttle each other. Yeah, I do too. I want to see him go at it. But but here's the thing: Mayweather can't do that. No, he's he's too old. His hands are too brittle, and he's he's not as strong. If he goes toe to toe with Connor, he's done. Period. He'll knock him out in a heartbeat. So, did you see <clears throat> either of the Diaz fights when Connor fought? Yeah, Nick Diaz, uh -huh. Nate Diaz. Nate isn't near the level that um, Mayweather is, and Nate was landing clean, just bombs. You're absolutely right, but also Nate is a lot bigger than Connor. That's true. That's a good point. Okay, and he's got you're you're, you're looking at <clears throat> yeah. Look at this. Nate Diaz is a really good boxer. Um, he's is he uh, world class? Probably, uh, pro not. probably not world class. But when you put somebody with that much more reach and that much more weight, you know, Connor went up to 170 pounds. Mm -hmm. Just to, and not, Connor didn't weigh 170. I don't think that's what he was looking for was 170 when he fought him the first time. But he fought him the second time. Connor was he trained for it. Yeah, you can't just fight Nate, Nate Diaz in MMA. That's that's almost disrespectful to just go. Oh, I'm just gonna fight Nate Diaz. He's a monster, dude. I mean, it's it's that's just completely unfair. He's never out of shape. Yeah. They run ultra marathons. Both the brothers do, and they're they're always training whether they're fighting or not. They're always ready to go because yeah. they will take a fight and any notice, and that's what they're used to. Connor, his specialty is breaking a fighter down in training. Yep, and figuring out and that's what he did to Nate the second time. Nate beat him. He knew Nate could beat him. Yeah. Nate whooped his ass. 
And then he broke him down. He did the training. He goes back and he wins. Yep. Okay. That's what Connor does. Okay. He's now had how long? He's forever to train. He's got so many videos. Oh, yeah. Of what Mayweather can do. He's got one of the best coaches in the planet. Mayweather has nothing. Yeah. Mayweather has videos of him throwing punches. Mayweather has 40, 49 wins huh? yes. against the best in the world, and he's got world-class boxing skills. Right. That's that's, that's what, what makes it unknown for me. I I think you, it's sexy. Nobody knows what's going to happen. I think it's sexy to think that McGregor can hang with him. I don't know if he can. I don't know if he can or not either. I, I, I really agree with you. The only thing McGregor's got going for him is his weird angles. That you know they're not yeah. that you know Mayweather's not used to, but I listened to a Joe Rogan podcast today, and they said, but the thing about that is, is Connor's going to have four or five tricks that Mayweather's never seen, mm-hmm. and twelve rounds when he uses that trick, Mayweather downloads it into a system, and this was uh, this is what Joe and them said: Mayweather downloads it into his brain, and he can't use it anymore. It's done. Yeah, he'll see it coming. Okay, because that's just that's just who he is. So I don't think I, is is it going to be them standing in there and then Connor just chasing after him using his regular skills and just keeping up toe to toe, being able to hit him? No, but I think that Connor's got some stuff he hasn't seen before, and he's going to try to set him up for a big shot. And if he hit it one, you know, he's never Mayweather's never fought fought anybody with Connor's power. Nobody. You don't think so? Mm-mm. Not even close. Not even remotely close. The only reason that being is because of the training he's done for so many years. Because he's trained his legs to not just be strong and not just be quick, but to stretch out and knock people out. I mean, Well, they say that his left hand is a, has what they call <clears throat> the touch of death. It'll make you go to sleep. Right, but that's not just it's not because of just his hand. He's he's figured out how to use his entire body to throw yeah. throw a punch and then on top of that he's trained his legs also to throw a punch. Yep. So it's a totally different world. Boxers, I'm sure they do, but it's not the same kind of training. Yeah. It's just not it, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that it's worse. I'm just saying it's not the same. It's gonna be a different it's gonna be a different angle. It's gonna be a different And you know, Connor's speed too. Eddie Alvarez, I remember him um when he fought Connor and Connor basically just totally obliterated Eddie. Eddie was world champion. Right. Um Eddie said that Connor was so fast that he got hit and didn't see it coming. He didn't even know it was coming. Didn't even know it was coming. <clears throat> Blam. And all of a sudden he's like, Oh Mayweather will see it coming. That's that's the different that that's the difference between Mayweather and but Connor's not going to post up like a boxer, though. He'll slide in and right. slide out like right. he does in MMA. It's going to be – I don't know how it's going to end. I do – I still am leaning a little bit towards Mayweather. Only thing I'm doing is is explaining what I know is different between anybody else that Mayweather's ever fought. Yeah. And, and see, I, I'm hoping, 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 hoping that it's a great fight and McGregor wins and he can shock the world. I think it would be a great storyline. Right. I'm just trying to be real that like 
I don't know. Oh, and, and you I, know, what? Uh, let me let me explain this before we get too far into it. I know nothing about what I'm talking about. Okay, <laughs> I am simply repeating something that somebody smarter than me has said. has already said. Yeah. Okay, so that's just if I get something wrong, don't don't torture me. I I don't I don't know I don't know nothing, but I don't know that much and i'm simply repeating stuff that i've heard back and forth trying to take both sides and put it together and from you know so yeah giving my honest opinion um one of the things that i really like about the fight it's almost like a schoolyard fight oh it's so people are so ridiculous it's almost as it's almost as bad as donald trump versus hillary clinton okay oh yeah i mean it it's literally kind of a shit show it's a shit show yeah that's yeah. what I like about it. It's like a schoolyard fight. You got guys from different backgrounds, different walks of life that are going to meet up and go at it. And, you know, all this trash talk and stuff like that. I McGregor is, is stepping into a world that has never been stepped into. Boxers have came to MMA before. Did you see that one video of that boxer that knocked out Tim Sylvia? Yeah, knocked him square out. <laughs> Cold. Right. And that's Cold. that's one advantage of a boxer. But he was the, stiff before he hit the ground. But you know what the bad part about a boxer is? They won't win like that very much. No. Not even that close. boxer got so lucky that he was fighting Tim, Mr. Boring. Yeah. Try and get a hold of him and hold you up against the fence, Sylvia. Right. He's a big dude. Yeah. He, but Wait till you see him at the ATA show. Oh, really? Oh, my <laughs> is God. Is he there? Yeah. That's funny. He shoots... Uh, maybe Obsession? Really? I think he's friends with Struther, one of his engineer designers. That's cool. I think. He used to be Botech when Kevin was with Botech. So. But yeah, you'll see him at the AT show. He is a big dude. But, it, I mean, you, you, you can't... This is the only way this fight can happen. Is if Connor goes and boxes. Because this, it would never be an MMA fight. No. Ever. Floyd wouldn't stand a chance. The only fluke of somebody coming in and fighting MMA, and it's not really a fluke, it's Brock Lesnar coming from WWE. But yeah. you got to think he was a Olympian wrestler. wrestler. Yeah. So he had that under his belt, and he lost to somebody who he beat the shit out of. His first fight with uh, Frank Mir. Frank Mir. When Frank got the mm-hmm. heel lock. When he on got him. the heel lock on him. Yeah. Uh, before he got the heel lock, he beat his face in. No, beating the face in was the second the, fight. Yeah, but he still beat. He, if you go back and oh, watch yeah, yeah, it, yeah. He, he was winning. Yeah, he was beating the crap out of him. But the second fight, after Mir oh, talked all that trash, the, his face looked like ground hamburger. You know, he, he did that on purpose, right? He did. And yeah. did you notice that his punches were like six inches from his face? Yeah. And he was just destroying it. What, see, what with Lesnar? Lesnar had that weird. He was. He's a freak of nature dude oh, and that was yeah. the, that was the reason why he could come over i don't think his chin was very good who lesnar yeah i don't think his chin was very good at all he's only been hit a few times and the one I, time was uh shane velasquez shane carwin or shane carwin uh, beat the hell out of yeah but he only hit him gassed. really good two or three times yeah and that's all it took and he was down uh, and of course he did have a whole lot of back problems he had a lot of health issues yeah. when he lost to him too but I don't think his chin is all there. Yeah, it may not be. I, I I really don't, and that I could be completely wrong. It could be just a simple fact that he didn't get out of the way, and those guys are so big, 
it really doesn't take much. You know how big Shane Carwin's hands are? Have you ever seen Shane Carwin hold a water bottle? Huh? Yeah. And you can barely see the they, cap on yeah, the Yeah, they wrap around. And that's why I heard somebody talk about being on a boat with Carwin. He's like, hey, Shane, you want a beer? And he grins and oh, turns his hand around. He's got a beer in his <laughs> hand and he can't see it. Doesn't look like he's holding anything. <laughs> that's how big the dude's hands that's are. That's funny. Can but, you imagine those raining down on you? No. That just hits your whole face. Oh. Yeah. But he almost knocked him out, too. Yeah. Shane Carwin almost knocked out, if he wouldn't have got gassed, he would have won. Yeah, yeah, well, Brock got a hold of him too. That that yeah. that's the one that's one thing about Brock Lesnar. He's coming back, by the way. He's I gonna start fighting again. Heard that he's gonna try and get cleared. He's got a USADA suspension. <clears throat> huh. He was roided up. Well, for yeah. But uh but he can't he did he no, he didn't get a suspension. He got a suspend no, he didn't get a suspension, did he? After the fight, after the Mark Hunt fight? Mm-hmm. Really? Mark Hunt wanted Lesnar's part of the purse. Uh, he threw a big old bitch fit. I would too. That Lesnar cheated. I deserve his part of the purse. Yeah. I would have done that too. Yeah, yeah. Lesnar got popped for steroids. I didn't know that. Yep. Um, that sucks. Yep. How I'd can say you he'll you come can't back. be that big without steroids? Dude, he is he was, he's he the was, size he was of a freaking truck. He was that big when he was getting tested in college. He was almost that big. He just wasn't as ripped. Ugh. If you look at some of his college pictures, he was that big playing football. Yeah. When he played football and when he wrestled, he was that he was big. Was he that big? Pretty. He's a big dude. Pretty close. Uh, he's got big hands too. Yeah. He, but he's just he's just big all. The, I don't even know how he made weight. He cut what's heavyweight two sixty five. Yeah, yeah. He's losing what thirty pounds probably thirty forty pounds. But he he walks around. I'm pretty sure he walks around really close to three hundred. Yeah, like really close to three hundred. So that's and that's all muscle. <laughs> God, that's stupid. <laughs> that's just. I mean, that's that's not the same. As speed. big as he is, he probably just takes a good duke and goes gets on the scale. <laughs> oh man, drink what? some uh, Miralax or. Milk of magnesia. That's what it is. Ma- milk of magnesia. Oh, that stuff clean you out. Is that really? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Make you just poop everywhere. Well, it depends on the dosage. If you take a little bit, it's an antacid. If you take a bunch, it becomes a laxative. Really? It will wipe you clean. Oh no. Yeah. So. Well, hoot. I had a great time tonight, Justin. We, we had a really good. Uh, we had a here. Oh my gosh, he was big and cold. <laughs> Holy <laughs> crap! <laughs> See, he didn't, and he didn't look very happy right there. Uh, no, he looked like he was getting ready to whoop somebody anyway. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he uh, it wasn't. There's not like a huge difference between what he looks like now. I mean, there's no, a difference. There's not a big difference. There's though. a difference, but the bulk not, is there. Yeah, it's it wasn't it wasn't it's not it's not as big as a difference as what you think it is. Oh my god! Yeah, he's freaking. <laughs> how do you where do you i mean i'll bet you if some people are just I'll born bet if brock lesnar killed a dick dick he could hold it with two fingers i think he could, he could pinch it and hold it up i think he'd just kill a dick dick with two fingers <laughs> just grab all of it hey, yeah, come here come here Snap he'd be like the big guy i love you i'll hug you i'll pet i killed him joe rogan had a really good uh bit on uh on one of his uh uh, stand-up specials. It was if you put him, stand him and Brock Lesnar. Was it him? I, I, it was him or somebody uh, next to each other. They wouldn't even think that you were the same species. Like yeah. it was totally. Yeah, I mean, it just such just a huge dude. 
Yep. That's the way I felt when I went to the Chicago Bears training camp. I felt like a little girl. <laughs> Hi. I'm not exactly small, but right, next to those yeah. guys, I'm pretty freaking small. small. And it's funny how there's just so many of those people out there. You just never see them. Yeah. Just big dudes. Just huge. Yeah. Hell, your in-laws are that way. Yeah, that's true. They're big dudes. I had a picture. There's a picture out there of me sitting next to Bobby. It, uh, like we're the same species yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. When I shook Bobby's hand, man, it was like. I felt like an infant. They're not only like big. It's like they're they're like sausage. Like they're huge. Like like my whole hand disappeared. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's and like I didn't have a hand. I had a little stub, and I held right, it out for yeah. him to shake. Oh, Bobby. Yeah, he's a big dude. Big dude. Nice people, though. Oh yeah. So anyway, I had a great time tonight. <clears throat> Thank you, Justin. I know you've been up for a long time. Yeah, I gotta get home. I it's appreciate only, you coming. It's only eleven thirty here, but it's twelve thirty miles. Good luck uh, tomorrow with the squirrels. Yep. Oh, man, I got to get up early and do that, too. You'd be Dang right. it, Jimmy. You'd be oh, all right. You kept me here for an hour and a half doing a podcast. Jimmy. 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 Oh, you'll be fine. Oh, I'll be fine. Mike Tyson will come punch you. <laughs> <laughs> come uh, on, Mike. Come on, Mike. Come <clears> punch <throat> him. Come punch him. Okay, we're out of here, guys. Thank you for listening. We love you guys. Love you. Uh, Stay wobbly. Until next time. Stay wobbly.